this week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we finish Titus with Devoted to Good Works and then move into Ruth with Intro to Ruth, Naomi Prepares to Return to Bethlehem, Ruth's Loyalty, and Call Me No More, Naomi. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordendures.org or your favorite podcast provider. Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, Let us pray to the Lord. Finally, for these and for all our needs of body and soul, let us pray to the Lord. be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, you turned the heart of him who persecuted the church and by his preaching caused the light of the gospel to shine throughout the world. Grant us ever to rejoice in the saving light of your gospel and following the example of the Apostle Paul to spread it to the ends of the earth. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The first reading for the festival of the conversion of St. Paul is from Acts chapter 9. But Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues at Damascus, 
so that if any found belonging to the way, men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Now as he went on his way, he approached Damascus, and suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. And falling to the ground, he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. But rise and enter the city, and you'll be told what you're to do. The man who were traveling with him stood speechless, hearing the voice but seeing no one. Saul rose from the ground, and although his eyes were opened, he saw nothing. So they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And for three days he was without sight, and neither ate nor drank. Now there was a disciple of Damascus named Ananias. The Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias, and he said, Here I am, Lord. And the Lord said to him, Rise and go to the street called Straight. And at the house of Judas look for a man of Tarsus named Saul. For behold, he is praying, and he has seen a vision, a man named Ananias come in and lay his hands on him so that he might regain his sight. But Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much evil he has done to your saints at Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the kings and Gentiles and the children of Israel. For I will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. So Ananias departed and entered the house, and laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road by which you came, has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately something like scales fell from his eyes, and he regained his sight. Then he rose and was baptized, and taking food, he was strengthened. For some days he was with the disciples at Damascus, and immediately he proclaimed Jesus in the synagogue, saying, He is the Son of God. And all who heard him were amazed and said, Is not this the man who made havoc in Jerusalem of those who called upon his name? And has he not come here for this purpose, to bring them bound before the chief priests? But Saul increased all the more in strength and confounded the Jews who lived in Damascus by proving that Jesus was the Christ. This is the word of the Lord.
Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 19th chapter. Then Peter said in reply to Jesus, See, we have left everything and followed you. What then will we have? Jesus said to them, Truly I say to you, in the new world, when the Son of Man will sit on his glorious throne, you who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses, or brothers, or sisters, or father, or mother, or children, or lands, for my name's sake, will receive a hundredfold and will inherit eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last first. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. amen. You may be seated. You might remember growing up, maybe sitting in that Sunday school class with that sheet in front of you and the picture of a man on the ground, maybe shielding his eyes, surrounded by such a great light. For us this morning, our first glimpse of this man comes not here in the words of Jesus appearing to Saul, but in another event, a significant one in the life of the church. I think it probably best to just read it from the account given by Luke. But they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and rushed together at Stephen. 
And they cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their garments at the feet of a young man named Saul. And as they were stoning Stephen, he called out, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And falling to his knees, he cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And when he said this, he fell asleep. Acts 8, verse 1 records this. And Saul approved of his execution. I don't know about you, but when I hear that, the hairs on the back of my neck stand up somewhat. Could this truly have been the man who would become Paul? It is dark indeed. And again, we heard in Acts 9, verse 1, but Saul still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord went to the high priest. There's no sugar coating this. Saul was a man bent on destroying this new movement of people following Jesus. And Saul was feared among the followers of the way. And I don't think it helps us to glean over these facts of who Paul was because it helps us to understand not the power of a man who had authority to bind and even send people to their execution, but the power of the word as it unbinds people from their sin through the redemptive suffering and death of Jesus Christ. For it was this word that changed Saul. This is the same word that you may one day proclaim from a pulpit. That word, God's law and gospel, calling people to repentance and proclaiming the mercies of God through Jesus Christ, the very forgiveness of sins through his atoning work on the cross. Paul was changed changed by the word and the sacrament as he was baptized, as we just heard. And one day you may stand before another group of the followers of the way, maybe even applying water and the word to a baby. And in doing so, Christ claims that child as his own, destroying the power of the devil, forgiving sins, and through that blessed sacrament, the child brought into the family of God an heir of eternal life. And maybe if you're blessed, you might even get to baptize your own grandchild. Gentlemen, I have to tell you that there is no shame in having that tear in your eye. As you take your grandchild and you pour that water on her head in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, knowing full well the gift that's bestowed upon your grandchild. You see, the Lord changed Saul, and he still does so today by those same means. And maybe you will have the opportunity to stand before a group of kneeling people as they come forward in humility, recognizing their sin, knowing that they deserve nothing but punishment for their sin as they open their mouth to receive the very body and blood of Christ, life, forgiveness, salvation, and kneeling before you is that woman who just lost her husband and is taking communion at church for the first time. 
And you get to bring to her comfort that comes only from the gospel, that in that sacrament, those words spoken earlier in the liturgy, with angels and archangels and all the company of heaven, these are not just mere words. They are true peace in the real presence of Christ and those gathered around word and sacrament. That very same word that came and changed Saul is that same word that is faithfully preached and administered, changing lives by the one whose mercies are new every morning. Just this last Sunday, I sat with the members of my congregation as one of my field workers was leading Bible study. And the field worker asked us a question and had us discuss the question with those around the table. Well, my usual practice is to listen first because how easy it is to let the pastor come up with all the answers, right? So I listened and then after a while I spoke up and one of the members sitting across from me said, in jest, mind you, he said, you know, pastor, you need to come up with some new material. It's always word and sacrament with you. God working through his means, as it was then, even as it is still now. And I know we are probably all most familiar with the account from Acts chapter 9, but I'd like it to take you for a moment to Acts 26, where Paul explains how his life was changed by the Lord as he stands before King Agrippa. And when we had fallen to the ground, I heard a voice saying to me in the Hebrew language, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It is hard for you to kick against the goads. And I said, who are you, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But rise and stand upon your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose, to appoint you as a servant and witness to the things in which you have seen me and those things in which I will appear to you, delivering you from your people and from the Gentiles to whom I am sending you, to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Is the work of a pastor any different? To open the eyes that people would repent and turn from darkness to light through the blessed gifts of word and sacrament that you may one day have the honor, joy, and privilege to preach and administer, God's people will receive forgiveness of sins. And through God's grace and mercy, a place among those who are sanctified by faith in Christ Jesus. It's the word and sacrament that changed Paul, and God still uses those same means to bring about conversion to sinners today. Amen. Eve in one God, the Father of all, maker of heaven and earth, all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only God, the Son of God, the God of the Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, 
United together in Christian love, let us pray for all people, especially for those who are in any kind of need. Almighty God, shine the bright light of your mercy and grace upon all those who do not know your Son, that they may know the peace that passes all understanding. Lord, in your mercy. Be present, O Lord, among the nations of the earth, that the forces of evil may be thwarted and the downtrodden lifted up. Lord, in your mercy. Gracious Lord, guard and defend the young people of your church, that in the midst of this adulterous generation they may remain steadfast and learn to make the good confession concerning the Christ. Lord, in your mercy. Bring strength to the weak, healing to the sick, peace to the dying, and comfort to those who mourn, that in every circumstance we may be confident of your love. Lord, in your mercy. Grant, O Lord, the peace that comes to us in the body and blood of your Son, that tasting this glimpse of the heavenly banquet, we may be sustained from day to day. Lord, in your mercy. Now to him who is able and ready to supply all our needs and who keeps us forever in the peace of Christ, we all glory and honor forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God. 
For you have mightily governed and protected your holy church, in which the blessed apostles and evangelists proclaimed your divine and saving gospel. Therefore, with patriarchs and prophets, apostles and evangelists, with your servant Paul and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name evermore, praising you and saying, Blessed are you, Lord of heaven and earth, for you have had mercy on those whom you created and sent your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive renew and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood as he bids us do in his own testament. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us. To you alone, O Father, be all glory, honor, and worship with the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. As often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Amen. O Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, in giving us your body and blood to eat and to drink, you lead us to remember and confess your holy cross and passion, your blessed death, your rest in the tomb, your resurrection from the dead, your ascension into heaven, and your coming for the final judgment. So remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven,
peace of the Lord be with you always.
preserve you steadfast in the true faith to life everlasting. Depart in peace. Amen. Gracious God, our Heavenly Father, you have given us a foretaste of the feast to come in the Holy Supper of your Son's body and blood. Keep us firm in the true faith throughout our days of pilgrimage, that on the day of his coming we may, together with all your saints, celebrate the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom, which has no end. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Amen.